1: You're listening to
0: the most fraudulent F1 podcast with Dan, a.k.a. Engine Mode 11. I secretly moonlight as Helmut Marco at race weekends. And Blake, a.k.a. Break.
1: Echo chambers of farts and idiots on Twitter after races.
0: It's the engine
1: breaking F1 podcast.
0: Hello, sorry. Sorry, we've just started off with me having a little coughing fit there. So we're doing well. But nailed it yeah nailed thank it. you yeah, thank you uh welcome to episode six, the Japanese Grand Prix review and let's just say I'm glad I did't wake up for it <laughs> I was I was live
1: I rolled out of bed i'm I was late for my qualifying watch the stream and I was sad and then I rocked up for the Japanese grand Prix and I was like let's go and then i saw that and i was like i can just imagine in the back of my head the little paper boats that people make in the pit lane when it's washed out and they're like racing the paper boats down the gutter that was that was me uh the morning of the japanese grand prix i think it was up at like five it was worth it though it was worth it we had a we had a great bonding experience over fraudulence and all sorts of uh shenanigans yeah very unclear what the heck is going on but we made it we made it through and uh, now we're we're a little bit late on this podcast on Tuesday, so apologies for everybody. It's because uh, Dan went over the cost cap as well.
0: Yeah. Know, we had, to, had a couple meetings. I've been out begging outside MK Central train station to uh, drum up some support and uh, extra change. How'd it go? It's not looking good, boys. All right.
1: All right. Well, um, if, that, if that's then, then we've got the, uh, what is it? Buy me a coffee for the engine braking podcast. There'll be a link somewhere for that to uh, help us through this difficult time. Yeah. An advantage not locked in for years, honestly, no. on this
0: one. Pay, pay, Help me pay for any legal fees. <laughs> you say that, it might happen one day. Maybe. Like, that's actually too fraudulent, mate. That's actually too fraudulent. So Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when I woke up at about 7 a.m., and shout out to all you lot on the other side of the world that have to do this regularly, and you lot of troopers big up yourselves. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I got off, I think about 7am and by then I think the race was just finished. So I couldn't contain myself. I had to check on Twitter and I think it was literally at the moment when nobody actually knew if Max was the champion or not. So Max's reaction was pretty much the same as my reaction at home. Just like what the the fuck is going on? That was, that was weird, man. And I feel like, I'm I'm
1: sure there's a lot more important topics going on in the sport right now that we're going to get to all of them. But, uh, no, no, there's was, nothing else happening in the world uh, of F1 okay. at all. Okay, well, that, that was honestly, for, for so many, through so many ways, that was kind of a, a robbery, and we'll get to that. That was an opportunity missed, and I, it makes me think back to uh, Peter Windsor talking about uh, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and the idea that, you know what, his, in his opinion, which is a very interesting one, is they should have just finished the race behind the safety car. Crofty would have had a whole lap, to talk about the the amazing fight and the challenge and everything through the whole season and uh, give that to him. But the, the TV and everybody else and wanted to see a one lap shootout. But I get that completely. And imagine finishing the race, not knowing that you actually won the world championship because the ambiguity around the points awarded for that race. That's nuts, man. That, and if we're wondering why people are disillusioned and there's so much Crap being thrown around the sport—it's because there's absolutely no clarity and no transparency around anything. Yeah, and uh,
0: I think we need that. Yeah, my favorite part was when I think it was there was a shot of Jonathan Wheatley on the pit wall, actually going through the regulations, trying to figure out himself. He's
1: got a—he's got a—a a binder of papers.
0: Yeah. Now, if let me tell you, if Jonathan Wheatley doesn't know what the rule is, then it really is fucking confusing. I I agree with that, man. He was. He was probably one of the best uh, team managers. He
1: knew his stuff inside and out. He was, he was a machine. He was yeah. a machine.
0: So, yeah, there but, you go. A confusing race, but we're going to go through it. We've got um,
1: a little bit. If anybody's new to the podcast, by the way, uh, my name's Brake, a.k.a. Blake, um, and this is my beautiful co-host. Do you want to introduce yourself for anybody new tuning to the podcast for the first time this week? And, and, and also let them know why we're so fraudulent. I think that hasn't been clear. We've mentioned it twice, but well, details.
0: Well, I am Engine Mode 11, a.k.a. Dan. And uh, somehow um, I stole a living from Red Bull Racing for six years as a senior systems engineer. W. Yeah. And then, uh, funnily enough, after me and you left, uh, they've started winning championships. So (laughs) back-to-back, baby. Hence the fraudulence. Yeah, so
1: two former Formula 1 engineers – um come but dan has a dan has a real job i'm a degenerate youtube content creator podcast instagram yeah. um getting blocked on twitter and all sorts of stuff
0: but yeah you you um, have to like and subscribe to this because it actually depends if blake's going to eat tonight or not yeah uh, i've got lasagna and
1: sarah said if we don't hit uh 25,000 subs on youtube uh, i have to eat kibble from the cats so <sighs> commiserations but uh, we've, we've been having a blast so far. Was this episode six? Yeah, we're on episode six, big man. Let's and... go. We have, we've crossed 2,000 subs on YouTube, which isn't our primary platform, but we're publishing this podcast. If you're listening to it, we're also on YouTube. There's a lot of short-form content on that. We are now partnered on YouTube. So uh, um, whoever's the Daddy Bezos of, of YouTube uh, can start drip-feeding us some of that sweet, sweet advertising revenue. What else we got?
0: Uh, we've managed to go over four and a half thousand uh, Twitter followers. And thank all of you. Seriously. Yeah. And uh, as well as three and a half thousand on TikTok. Now, I am a boomer, so I don't know, mate. I don't know. what uh, is that good for TikTok? I, Who I think, knows? That's your department. I,
1: I think we've had a couple of good TikToks. There's a, a nice uh, 400,000 plays TikTok. So uh, shout out to proj doing the edits and annie for keeping on track of uploading all that chaos so if you like if you like these podcasts do be sure to search for us on all of your favorite social media platforms uh, we don't have an only fans yet uh that that is engine mode 11's only yep. dad's account and that's not public i'm gonna get invited on it. to that tier three uh, subs only
0: i'm afraid <laughs> <laughs> oh shall we get into the weekend then we let's got anything go. else on the intro? let's go no i think that's it for intro Uh, Well, as always, we'll start off with a bit of news. So, apparently, in 2023, we're going to get two test qualifying events. They don't know... Devil take the hindmost? Mm, They're not going to tell us which (laughs) events they're going to be at. Oh, this suspense Um, is killing me. They're going to trial uh, having Q1, hard tyres only, Q2, medium tyres only, and Q3, soft tyres only. Now, I haven't been able to confirm this, but... um, matt summerfield on twitter he's a he's a good guy big up himself he's probably not listening but there you go uh he he told me that's apparently been in the regis for ages as like a test item so i didn't know that what Uh, i didn't know about that either what do you think about that that doesn't sound terrible to me uh, i'm willing to try it Uh, it's going to be at two events they've not told us which as long as they don't shit house it and do monaco and fucking somewhere else awful
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i've got a tinfoil hat conspiracy go for it hit me with it you,
1: you, you chuck it in right uh we all know that mercedes are struggling with warm-up right now yeah um and they've, they've, that's been a normal kind of mercedes thing over a little while i struggling with warm-up um this regulation was voted in to hurt them even more and make sure that they get knocked out in q1 so they can't heat up their hearts you think um it's 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 been stamped and sent so uh has yeah, that, stefano that
0: dominicali received the signal from marinello and he's been activated yeah. like the sleeper yeah, agent says, exactly he's like right uh
1: these ferraris are overheating the tires mercedes too cold we will make sure leclerc and signs get through hmm. he's received no his
0: dolmio day instructions and uh, yeah. <laughs> that's it exactly i think i think that's uh, that's
1: that holds water man i don't i don't know i don't okay. I'm, I'm
0: gonna I don't need to verify that. Yeah, no, your logic, so. your logic is flawless. We'll go with it. Um, and then we had the news. This this one surprised me, but we, we knew about it already. Apparently, but Nick De Vries is going to Alpha Towery, and Gasly is going to Alpine. All confirmed. All the uh, the, so, drivers, yep. the, the drivers, yeah, the guy, the drivers co confirmed it on Twitter. They didn't deny it. Yeah, well, yeah, they're not denied it yet. We've not seen the tweet denying it yet oh my god go on, go on um, Piastri! go on piastri. But alpine alpine had to pay 10 million to release gasly from red bull so that's not even his salary on top of that Dude, they love their own cash how how big was the bag they threw at danny rick back in the
1: day oh, that was it a chunk was a of lot. change yeah what was archon's re-signing
0: deal that was criminal as well oh yeah i don't know but they also had to pay costs to mclaren for losing the uh case with piastri so, oh my goodness! FIA, you need to look at them, right, for this cost cap. <laughs> yeah, well, like I guess,
1: do drivers' salaries don't count? But what no. about like what you need to pay to buy a driver out? Is that kind
0: of in like the driver's salary? I'd imagine it comes under that. Yeah.
1: Why? Why didn't I mean? How much did Red Bull pay you to fuck off, mate?
0: <laughs> Not enough because I've got a full time <laughs> job.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god!
0: I think oh. when, when I was when I had him, my noticing, I think they were still surprised I was there. I think, oh shit, I, we thought you left years ago. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, just, just been hiding in over in building four where no one knows where I am, sort of hiding. So I yeah. love that. But um,
1: so, so we got we've got Nikki Nick DeBreeze to mm-hmm. Offer of Towery. Yep, I, I had to think about him. We've talked about him a couple times in the last few weeks. I think he's probably solid, but I. I think he's reasonable at best. You know, I'm. I'm not. I'm not expecting him to show up in the AlphaTauri, and uh, I, I think he's probably going to Hulkenberg it.
0: Ooh, you think?
1: Yeah,
0: I was. I, just... I was surprised that AlphaTauri went for someone that's. Again, it's not a dig, but in terms of drivers, he he he's a uh, rookie to F one, but he's old. Yeah, and when you think of Alpha Towery, you you think young, upcoming talent. Yeah. So I think it's quite the statement from uh, Doctor Helmut Marco that he'd rather look outside and pick, you know, yeah, yeah, outside of the you know the current stable of young, eligible young men. Yeah, so interesting uh, turn of events there. I'm trying to think as well. When's the last time we had someone that made? their debut in Formula E then came to F1 and not the other way around because Formula E has always sort of been seen as like a bit of a retirement home isn't it for F1 drivers Donkey Sanctuary isn't it yeah and I'm trying to think have we ever had someone that's been in Formula E first then come to F1 I I think everybody in the the stream is saying that that was their first one yeah because we had Albin who had I believe only a contract and then all of a sudden it was like nah you're coming to F1 GG speaking of man I well,
1: while we're on talking about it so we've got we've got gasly to alpine albon i feel like had a really tough time in the red bull i think that dude's so underrated i really think alex is super super underrated yep yep and i'm glad to see him back me too me too he's a genuinely genuinely one of the nicest dudes i've ever met worked with him quite a bit in the simulator over the last couple of years at red bull and uh it was when when Alex was coming in it was always a pleasure when he was gonna be in because he's just a sound dude. He loves work. He's a nice guy. Um but to be fair most of the guys were but but you know, he just had a tough time and I'm glad to see him thriving um back on the grid. It it, it sucked. But um yeah. how do you feel about
0: <laughs> Gasly and Archon man? <laughs> I'm 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 all um monge too for the French um triple team up. You know, and I, I think, we, yeah, we, we, and I think, um, Gasly, you know, is, I think he deserves another shot at top team. Yeah, and I'm going to class think so. Alpine as a top team because they're a manufacturer, so I'm going to class that as a top team.
1: And and they they are kind of competing up in that, like they're they're trading paint with the Mercedes, yeah, quite often lately. So, you know, that's that's fourth, fifth territory in terms of pecking order in terms of performance. Yeah, I'm not sure where they're at in terms of results right now, but I think that's that's fair.
0: Yeah, and you know, either way, we're going to be winners from this because it's either going to be really feisty and kick off, and it's you know going to be like Nico and um, Hamilton part two, yeah, or or we're going to end up with like uh, like really good racing between them and that good dynamic. So we'll see. I don't know. Either way, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I think
1: it's it's going to be. I reckon Netflix paid somebody to make that happen, you honestly. Think? Yeah, they're Maybe. like, you know what? We're so sick of scripting these fake narratives and we don't need to. Why don't we pay you guys to make this narrative happen? The battle of the um,
0: the, the French dudes. Yep. So I'm going to put you on Love the spot it. now. Go on. Uh, or Gasly, who do you rate higher? Gasly. Yeah, okay, agreed. And that's probably our Red Bull bias. So Yeah, I'm, his, I'm so biased. Send your hate mail to at ngmode11 on Twitter. I don't need any more hate mail today, thanks. Um, no, no, you're doing quite well. I'm very impressed. Uh, yeah, so that's. I think that's it really for the major news. Oh, of course. <laughs> How could I possibly forget this little tiny bit of info that came out recently? Yeah. Uh, so apparently Red Bull Racing have uh, spent all their money on sandwiches last year. Yep. Um, and obviously that's true because I'm a fat bastard, so... I can confirm that I ate all the pies. Um, But yeah, no, the FIA finally got round to uh, giving us an update on these um, certificates of compliance or whatever fancy PR word they're calling it. Um, Seven out of the 10 teams were compliant. Now, one of them, Williams, we already knew about. They filed their paperwork late and they got a $25,000 fine back in May. Uh, Aston, Sons of bitches How yeah, dare they? I know, right? And um, Aston Martin is another one. Um, they're in what they call a procedural breach of the financial regulations, which is what Williams were when they paid it late. But the fact that Aston Martin haven't come out publicly or anything with the amount like Williams did makes me think that Aston is still contesting that or there's something going on in the background. Um and that's kind of been swept under the rug a little bit. Like not people nobody's memeing
1: or talking about that other than saying, you know, how are they gonna break the cost cap and mm. not be not have that how much performance this season? It's like, well, it was a procedural breach, which I don't even know what the fuck a procedural breach is. Did they file something like incorrectly and the FIA said
0: yeah um think, you put that in the wrong column, mate? I think that's All what right. that translates to. Um okay. and then but like you say, that's been overshadowed because uh, our good friends Red Bull Racing, uh, they they have been done for a procedural and a minor overspend breach. Um, The FIA pretty much just told us that and then that was it and just sort of left the internet to explode and then thought, right, we're going home for uh, dinner. Did the
1: FIA website
0: crash yesterday as a
1: result of that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it did, yeah. So Uh... all we know, it's... a. No, all we know for certain is that it's a minor overspend, which means it was less than 7%. Was it? No, sorry, less than 5%, which I believe translates to less than 7 million. Yeah, um, something like that. A Dutch journalist that apparently is quite reputable, but again, you know, it's a journalist, said that apparently it's down to, and shout out whoever just drove past my house with a loud exhaust. Um, w. Yeah, hope you listened to the pod. And uh, yes... Oh, fuck I forgot where I was now fuck's sake what was I saying
1: uh, Seven and a half million. oh yeah the journalist overspend. yeah this the journalist journal, yeah.
0: dude journalist dude um, said that apparently it's down to <laughs> I can't fucking say it's with a straight face catering and sick pay <laughs> but sick I, pay I question yeah I question that because sick pay is specifically excluded in the regulations yeah and into food again. I've not checked this, but how the fuck fucking food come under a cost cap?
1: Or how how do you identify? You know, like of all the things you're spending money on. Imagine you've got fifty different avenues of expenditure, and they're like, it wasn't any. It wasn't the front wing or the floor that put it over. It was the food. It was definitely the food because you know you add them in a certain order. It's like when you're trying to figure out the grid drops, and everybody's got a back of the grid and a twenty place grid penalty. Yeah, you stack them up, and then like the food was the one at like the end. And it's like, yeah, the food put you over the line,
0: mate. It was, it was just the food. And
1: like, Let's be honest. The catering the catering was okay,
0: but it wasn't yeah, that fucking good. It wasn't fucking $2 million <laughs> good, or whatever the figure is they're banding uh, about.
1: Can we get a big shout-out on the podcast for Bianco's Bistro and Maiden Sud Pizza, two Milton Keynes food trucks?
0: Big um, up, Bianco's.
1: Bianco's was the local one on the estate. Spectacular. Very nice dude. Loves Formula One. Um, yeah, and then his, his the other one is in the center in Milton Keynes. It's called Maiden Sood. It's the best Napolitana pizza I've had in a long time, and I know Italians that also rate that. Whenever the Italians move over here to work at Red Bull, they're like, oh, "I love working at Red Bull, but English food is shite." And then they find a place like uh, Maiden Sood and they're like, "Okay, okay, so uh, this is not a paid advert. I just I was I was there the other day, and uh, I had a uh, Parma." And then I, the classic is getting a Nutella and ricotta calzone, yeah, as a dessert pizza, and it's dusted with powdered sugar. It's it's spectacular. So yeah. if you live in Milton Keynes or you want to do a pilgrimage of holy spots that are related to the Red Bull racing, yep. I guarantee you, me and the boys and gals have stopped a couple times at Maiden Sud, uh for a little calzone. And like, let's be honest, Bianco's Bistro was a m- once a week, twice oh, a yeah, week kind yeah, of thing yeah. for me.
0: Easy, definitely. Yeah, no, and like you say, to make it clear, we are not sponsored by a pizza van and a burger van. Um, but if they want to sponsor us, hey, I'm I'm down for it. <laughs> uh, hey, and if you do drop by Sud, so
1: tell them, um some Red Bull dorks on a podcast sent you, and they'll just love it. I I, I love those guys. Yeah, I love those guys. But anyway, we're, we've we've gone off. So. I really, honestly, until we have any more information about the overspend, because we don't know if it was $5 over nope. or if it was if it's $7.5 million just under the, you know, the, the major expenditure. So we don't know anything yet. But what I can say is the food wasn't that good. Um, I don't think
0: anybody's going to get mad at me. The food wasn't bad. But uh, it's not like we're having waggy beef. <laughs> no. No. I, don't, I'm, I may look like I've been eating well, but that's not at Red Bull's expense. That was at my own um so yeah <gasps> i don't know but I, big up miss engine mode 11 yeah yeah she's probably listening now actually um oh. what's gonna say yeah so what happens next is apparently if uh red bull racing don't want to go into like this accepted breach contract which is what williams did which is why we found out about it early with williams yeah cause... they just said yeah fuck it we'll pay it mate 25 yeah. g's easy but... I think Red Bull pretty much come out and said that we're going to contest it because they want some clarification over some items. So I think this is going to be another long, drawn-out process before we find out just what the fuck's going on, how much it was, what it was on. And this is the the FIA, we might not even fucking know. Yeah, the thing is, like, you know, you had the thing with the Ferrari, the fuel flow
1: thing, and apparently they settled that and because they didn't want to reveal anything because it would leak intellectual or you know, it would compromise their intellectual property. So they made a settlement. And it's like, so you guys basically were doing some stuff. If I said, Okay, we don't want you to do that. And we'll, we'll settle this. And you probably I don't know, pay us some money or as a settlement or whatever that means. I'm assuming a settlement means there's money involved. And um, yeah, you can do stuff which isn't on the up. And you don't nothing else happens. And you still didn't win the championship. <laughs> yeah, imagine but but let's let's um yeah i i don't find talking about like when, once the cost cap came in and people like oh, yeah budgets and this and that we're going to have to tune down on this i'm just like i'm so fucking bored man i came here to do cool engineering not to be like oh, yeah we can't do that suspension thing or that ah oh, yeah that's going to have to wait because cost cap or your salary can't increase because ah cost cap all that other stuff i'm like you know what fuck that so
0: yeah i mean even the department i worked in we felt the strain and I don't know if other departments did it but we had to sort of plan out our expenditure for over five years and yep. then sort of divvy up what projects we were going to bring in on what year with what we were allocated for that budget cap in that year if that makes sense Yeah. yeah. whereas before it was just like fuck it here's a blank check go nuts um, yeah yeah
1: like what do you what do you need to go fast and I yeah. get it like it, it makes the sport viable for new people and smaller teams to thrive and it's just one of those things it's not exciting to me and i hope whatever happens i hope whatever happens that the fia is clear and transparent on it because the last thing i want to see is some settlement out of court because all that's going to do is cast an even larger dark shadow over this entire thing which is the fia trying to control formula one and try to regulate it because it's let's be honest there's a couple shit stains on it right now
0: yeah, well you've just now guaranteed that's exactly what's gonna happen. So Oh fuck's sake. There you oh go. Well. but um uh, yeah, that's uh, Really that's all we can really say on it because we don't really know much else than that. So Yeah. I mean we did talk for like ten minutes on that, so that's okay. Yep.
1: Should we uh, but, like,
0: actually get uh sorry, what was you? Go on, go on, tell me what you were gonna say. Go <sighs> on. Just... Yeah, should we get to the... yeah, go on, say it. Let's get out. Let's, I was let's just on, say you, should I'm, we just I'm sick move
1: of... on? let's let's just real quick to stir the pot before we move. Right. Okay everybody that's freaking out about that Ross Braun clip about anybody found to be fraudulently. And I was like, Ross Braun shouting us out on this clip from whenever that was anybody found to be fraudulently breaching that. But I, I don't. Yeah. Like the rules are kind of not clear, not committal because at the end of the day, none of the big teams wanted a cost cap. So they all kind of agreed. They're like, yeah, should we vote on like this? If there's a minor breach, it's kind of like, you know, you can lose some points or some wind tunnel time or like a little bit of a fine, no big deal. And everybody's like, Yeah, go on. And then everybody else is like, oh, oh, okay. And But at the end of the day, the FIA lets teams vote on this shit. So Mm -hmm. the reason you have these bullshit vague rules is because the teams are in the loop. What the FIA should say is, right, why don't you guys tell us all that you think about this? Um, You know, give us the ins and outs and be honest. And they've got some technical people that used to work at teams. They can vet some of these feedback from these, you know, focus groups with the teams and then fuck taking a vote on it. Just make sure that there's competent people in the FIA taking this information on board, and making decisions, setting out the regs, and also setting out the penalties. Make them clear, make them harsh. Avoid people doing it. Or you end up with something bullshit, like the engine penalties. Engine penalties don't fucking matter, unless yeah. you're a slow car.
0: Or a um, race that happened in Japan that got full points, even though it was technically a 75% distance race. Because that's somebody fifty-two percent distance race, 52, but... sorry, fifty-two percent distance race, and uh, all because someone copied the wrong line from the wrong document into the post spar twenty twenty-one document. Yeah, that's nuts, man. So speaking of that,
1: was a little that was a little foreshadowing that we've done on this pod. We're going to talk about the Japanese Grand Prix now.
0: So why don't why don't we uh, change gears from all the fraudulence and get on to more fraudulence? Well, you say that, but I'm not going to change gear from the fraudulence because. Uh, the best part to come out of Friday was Nicholas Latifi taking the wrong turn in FP2 and then having the fucking nerve to blame the car for it. Doesn't he have like Google
1: Assistant in his ear? Turn left now. And he's like, oh fuck, it was too early. You bitch Siri. Oh my god. Yeah. What a what a what a was... But but he, he did redeem himself, but I don't want to spoil that too much. But he did redeem himself after yeah.
0: absolutely oh my god. Yeah, but uh Let's let's not pretend that I'd have done any better, because what was that in like turn twelve? I think it was. It was it was, it was just prior to the chicken. Uh, Fifteen is the chicken, I believe. Is it? Yeah, brother. Was I would I wouldn't it? have made it to turn one if I was driving an F one car. Let's nah. be real. Nah, nah, bruh. So yeah. Anyway, pick up yourself, Nicholas T. V. Forgetting that you're on the uh, world feed and everyone can see you taking the wrong turn. Then the car's absolutely fine. um so yeah, I mean sat uh, sorry, Friday free practice sessions were washed out. So basically every single bit of data the teams got was pretty much useless, right? Pretty much, but I, I think there was a little bit of a uh, a little bit of learning from some teams
1: and a little bit of unlearning from others that happened uh and we'll, we'll get a we'll get a glimpse of that when we come to the race time as well. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we've had wet, t- wet weather tires featuring in the last two Grand Prixs. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty interesting.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um so yeah, on to qualifying again. Uh, not really a huge amount to talk about there, I suppose, apart from um, Max deciding to light his tyres up and uh, nearly spanked it into Lando. Um, obviously, he got a reprimand for that, but, you know, it's, it's the same. It follows the precedent of previous incidents like that. They were both on an outlap. I don't think it's that fucking deep.
1: You know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of, is it Montreal, Latifi, and Stroll, where they're like, right, we're both on outlaps. Are you going? No, are you going? Are you going? And then they ended up crashing into each other, but Lando fully sent it off on the grass. I mean, Max is warming up his tires through 130R. Um, He was in sync. Yeah, I was in Australia, sorry. Yeah, it was in Australia, but Max was in sync with Lando, so they're both on outlaps, and he's like, right, cool, everything's fine. And Lando decides he wants to overtake him, which you can completely do that at that time it was coincident that max lit up his rear tires you know accelerating to try and make it to the chicane but at the same time the race engineers can't inform the drivers is like on that it's like if there's a guy on a time lap that's easy to identify but if somebody who's you know 200 meters behind you decides to uh, start sending it yeah you
0: have no warning
1: unless you're checking your mirrors um which, yeah, uh, I think
0: it was just unfortunate timing, really. Like you say, Lando went for it. Uh, Max stuck his foot down, and I think he got a bit more wheel spin than maybe he was expecting, and just went whoop. So yeah, yeah.
1: that that was that was not clean, though. But qualifying, uh, qualifying pretty tight, man. Honestly, uh, Max a twenty nine three zero four. Uh, Leclerc at twenty nine three one four, and signs a twenty nine three six one, and Perez a couple tenths off on that, so... Uh, yeah. Interesting, man.
0: esty bestie had a good one. P5, in front of um,
1: Lewis. Lewis Lewis really loved qualifying, qualifying behind uh, Acon and spinning the entire fucking race looking at his gearbox. That was good. Yeah,
0: getting a um, shower from all the spray and the shite <laughs> being flown up.
1: Yeah, uh, Dark Lord himself, Fernando Alonso, 7th, Russell, P8, not, not quite as quick as Lewis on the day, but uh, their car looked so bad around suzuka man Hmm. they had to put so much wing on the car. I was looking through the analysis of that and i was just like they've got a huge rear wing on the car just to go similarly quick through the corners to the people in front of them and they're just bleeding lap time on the straights man that was not fun to watch at all
0: yeah and that mercedes has been fucking weird all year because you can go to one track and be an absolute dog and then you'll go to a different track and the thing looks like it's ready to almost win almost win a race i'm forgetting how to talk there but I think
1: I think that one is like that. Mercedes, the Mercedes power unit is not particularly strong, and that car is not particularly efficient from a drag point of view. So when they need to bolt on a bunch of downforce and top speed isn't as much of a factor, they're kind of they're kind of in the mix. But when you go to a track like Spa Monza where you need a super efficient car, you're fucked. And then you go to a place like Suzuka where you need to be down downforce, but you also need to have some grunt to push you through those S's, which are basically you Know just breathing on the throttle and they're long straights. 130R is flat. Um, that's not a corner, and then you're just getting mullered on the straights. So, yeah, un- unfortunate for that. But, um, we had an interesting race. We can get back to that. Uh, Sebastian, we did not hear his typical Q1 knockout, uh, cry of despair. No, we didn't. We didn't even hear it in Q2 either. No, we didn't, but we, we did. Daniel did have to take one for the team so that Seb could get through. Um, Daniel qualified four thousandths of a second behind Seb because Daniel had a lockup into the final chicane. So Daniel qualifies P11, uh, gets knocked out in Q2, and Seb gets a chance to go into Q3. Norris does not set a further timed lap after the shenaniganry with Max. Uh, so Lando qualifies P10. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah so Seb getting into Q3 in the Aston Martin. Um progress being made on that car do you think?
1: I'm not sure honestly. Um it didn't look it didn't look abysmal in the race and they had some pretty good five head plays which uh, we'll talk about but yeah. it's hard to say. But like to be honest though a track like Suzuka you can't ugh, you can't have a shit car around Suzuka. It's such a demanding track. It's got you need you need grunt from the engine. You need good platform. You need lots of downforce. You need good grip. You need good tire management. You need to do a lot of stuff around Suzuka to go well around there. And uh, they made I think they did do a pretty good job of it in the race, definitely.
0: Yeah. So that's your qualifying. Uh, Nicholas Atifi was at the back, but he was going to be there anyway because he had that five uh, grid place penalty from Singapore. But guess what? Yes, what I don't know. You're gonna tell me. I'm gonna tell you that overnight, those cheeky Alpha engineers went and stuck a different specific Fuck's sake, where's he and me talking today? A different it? specification it's... rear wing on Gasly's Ooh. car, which meant he had a pit lane start. So he qualified
1: 17th, and they just said, you know what, mate, what did they throw some downforce? They threw some more downforce on it for Sunday in the wet.
0: Yeah um, right. so congratulations Nicholas the TV for um, having a five grid place penalty in P20 yet somehow still starting the race in P19 that's very fucking impressive. Um if anyone can make any sense of that then <laughs> please DM oh. me. Yeah. Um, engine engine mode good boy at twitter.com. Yeah. So yeah he Gasly pit lane start uh, and then obviously the r- race start itself Um, we found out pretty fucking quickly that we shouldn't have probably started that race. But, um, Charles had a fucking, Charles was like, he had traction control on in that car. That guy just went. His start was, his start was spectacular. So he actually
1: edged out Verstappen by turn one, but, um, Max wasn't going lightly.
0: No, I think Max hit a bit of standing water and spun him up and then, um, had a very sort of max moment going into turn one where he just thought nah sod it i'm going to win the, yeah. win the race here and now yeah and I, it I was a, that, it was a beautiful move that was the move honestly
1: but looking looking forward i don't think the Ferrari was going to hang on to that one when we see what happened with uh Leclerc
0: Yep. Um, but um uh,
1: i i just i just want to reiterate Johnny Herbert's point on that i just really wish they had that level of respect racing last year
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. You're going to get us <laughs> fucking cancelled again, aren't you?
1: No, I don't know, man. Uh, Herbert had some weird takes this weekend. And we'll, we'll get into that in just yeah. a second.
0: The whole that Sky was... team are close to being on fucking Fraud Watch, but we'll go into that later. Yeah. Um, Carlos Sainz continues his uh, season to forget by not even getting to the end of lap two or lap one. I can't remember even what it was now. Yeah. Um, but to be fair to him, the conditions of that track were fucking a nightmare um oh. lance stroll had an absolute bonkers start as well
1: my god dude oh my god um i mean did you watch the replay of that yeah i i i squeezed my butt cheeks really tight watching the that fucking, replay because he is threading got, the needle between the pit wall i i there was even some wheels on the grass yep. he's gone up the inside um
0: yeah yeah that lance was, that was has nuts. got. Lancer's got balls as big as his eyebrows, mate. He did not give a fuck. And I respect that. So he started 18th and goes all the
1: way up to, I believe 11th on first lap. I mean, we do, we do lose signs on the first lap.
0: Um, That was a, that was a mega, that was a mega start. Yep, And, um, on the other side of his garage, Vettel, uh, had an all right start again. He, he, the ball's on him to sort of go out onto the grass and on the white line. You can see him struggling with the car and almost ends up in a tank slapper on the straight. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, he gets a little love tap from Alonso, which uh, spins him out on turn one, which is a shame. Um,
1: I think he turned in on Alonso. Looking yeah, back, at that, uh,
0: it's just it's a turn one in the wet incident. I don't really yeah. see. It wasn't it wasn't that
1: big of a deal, but it it wasn't that deep. But Alonso or Vettel gets punted all the way to the back. I'm watching the track map and he's you know he's done an excursion through turn one but yeah but uh we've got signs man signs bends it i think it's out of the hairpin going down towards spoon and there's a little river on the track there yeah and uh it's a big one man and it, it all kicks off there but here's here's the question i've got i think we'll get back to this in a second oh okay question time we del- we started we delayed the race start right we did We started on intermediate tires we did and it's too wet for intermediate tires but it's too dry for wet tires
0: correct make it it, help, help it make sense mate i'm not the fucking head of pirelli so i don't know why you're asking me this question well well
1: we had an interview later in the race after this red flag caused by signs and repairing that and the rain came down more and Mario was saying something to the effect of, well, we talked about having a monsoon spec tire, which is, you know, you'd have a, a monsoon, a wet, and intermediate, and then your dry specs. Like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And then he went on talking about, well, also there's too much spray. I'm like, well, that's the whole point of a wet weather tire is to move the water off the track and you have to put it somewhere else. We don't have fenders on these cars. We don't have
0: mud flaps.
1: Like, no,
0: but he does raise a good point about the spray. And I, I do think some of the spray is sort of uh, the... Issue with the spray has been exasperated by the now ground effect aero yeah. balance of these cars. But I guess now you're throwing it up in the air, you're not throwing it yeah. you know, out
1: super wide. So you've got this, you know, this roof to tail behind the car. But at the same time, it's like restart the race. You know, when you start the race, if you're on wet tires, the drivers have to manage the gap so that they can maintain visibility. And like that's just wet weather racing. And if the tires aren't yep. cut out for it, what are they going to? Because like we started, we waited to start Singapore until we went on intermediates, which I can understand that on a street circuit. But and I and I'm, I know yeah. Suzuka has some issues. Like there are rivers that form across yeah, the track Diego, when there's when there's heavy downfall, you get, water, you get You know, you get rivers running across the track, and that causes aquaplaning, which is what sent signs off. Like I'm, I'm surprised we didn't see more there. But um, yep. I'm 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 totally perplexed, and I was going to do a whole huge analysis and looking at the wet to enter to dry crossovers mm. and why we don't use the wets more. Uh, and then I realized that was a lot of work and I wanted to do something else for this week's video.
0: But Yeah, so from my time in uh, the paddock, let's say, I heard, again, this could be complete bullshit, but I heard that basically the wet tires are fucking useless. Nobody likes them. Uh, they aren't, I wouldn't go as far as to say they're not fit for purpose, but f I don't even think Formula One themselves are happy with them, which is why they're so reluctant to actually start a bloody race on them
1: i think i think you might be hitting the point there and i I have not heard anything from the team or drivers about them them stating and i don't i actually honestly don't think they can probably make statements about tires Uh, i think they're kind of like nah don't yeah but like so we don't we don't i don't think we actually know what's going on with that but i i think you're right i don't think the race director i mean you've got the safety or medical car pounding around during the red flag period when there's when it's pissing down and Drivers feeding back to race control, standing water here, water levels like this. I think this is good. This is probably too much, and so on. But by the point they decided to restart this race, it was ready. It was, we'll get to that. It was, it was basically not ready. You didn't need to use the wets. It was like, yeah, it's dry enough. Fuck it. But before we get to the race restart, we had some serious shit happen. And uh, watching that race, I was insanely uncomfortable watching that. And the, the news broadcast took an age to get to it. Because they, I think they were kind of isolated from it. But uh, man, Gasly's uh, close call with the the recovery vehicle on the track was the. I, I don't want to yeah. talk about it, but that that was like twenty fourteen vibes, like insanely uh, yeah. frightening. Uh, at Suzuka as well, of all fucking places. Oh my god! But we we had <clears throat> excuse me, we had it in in Monza where there's people between uh, Lesmo one and Lesmo two there's a, a crane with ricardo's car in it backing up on the circuit and the cars were like, you know, I'm sure they knew about it. So whoever was offline there, that's on them. Cause I'm sure they knew about it that the crane was there, but at the same time, if there's a car parked in a spot like that, red flag, the fucking thing, man, we don't need to see cars going, you know, hundred kilometers an hour past cranes. Yeah. I don't so, care. I don't care.
0: So this is the weird thing for me. Like you see that crash and obviously, uh, Carlos's car's going to be recovered, you know that. And then you also see there's also uh, the advertising hoarding and all that that's all come off and thrown around everywhere. Yeah. Why don't you just fucking wait until all the cars are back in the pit lane before you send that tractor out? I, I don't understand I don't get it. why... What are you rushing for? It's clearly a yeah. red flag. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have time. You're going to
1: have to fix the tech pro. You're going to have to recover this car. There's not a recovery point on that side of the track. So, like, I don't understand what they were doing. But, like, to to echo your point, it was like, what are they rushing, man? Seriously, it's like they there was the, the recovery vehicle was on the track while the safety car had collected everybody. Everybody freaked out because Gasly flew past the safe, you know, the, the, the scene yep. at two hundred fifty kilometers an hour, which was which is not clever. And I, I looked through that regulation and in red flag conditions, uh, there's no point in going that quickly. But this is not about Gasly. I, I don't think if it, if they slapped him with a penalty fine, so be it. But there is no reason in poor visibility. The recovery trucks have no fucking lights on them whatsoever. There's a shitload of rain downpour. There's spray on the track. Yep. Why why is that thing there?
0: Fuck knows. And like you say, with the Gasly thing, I have no problem with him being penalized for speeding. That's fine. That's not not my issue. Nope. The issue is the fact that that, uh tractor was on the track in the first place and we need to say at the time of recording this we don't actually know why it was on there we don't know if the fia allowed it out on track or if they just went rogue and decided to do it themselves yeah, um we the definitely FIA, about the situation. no the fia I said they're going to investigate it and find out what exactly went wrong there but um it's, it's happened too many times now we've seen weird shit like this so mm. i don't know man like They've said it in the post accident report they released about um Jules that no recovery vehicle should ever be on track. Yet, here we are, what eight years later, which isn't that long, really, is it? Let's be honest. No, it's not. I mean, I, I I was there at the track in 2014
1: at Force India, like, I remember that. It's like, oh, the race has stopped and just didn't really talk to anybody for the rest of the night, other than like what happened, and like something bad. I uh, it's just it that made my stomach turn when i saw that and uh this the sky everybody except for it seemed like everybody except for jensen were kind of ripping into gasly and it's like what did they the defi feed you a line just to attract attention from that
0: because yeah so this weekend sky can go fuck themselves um they're not going to get they're not going to sponsor us anytime soon but i don't care they fucking deserve to be put on blast for the bullshit they were fucking coming out with yeah so yeah that's that was like you that say, I think good. Jensen was the only one that came out with a bit of sense of logic. Yeah, I um, think I think Brundle would have been good this week. Well, I, he's come he out. There. Yeah, I was gonna say he's come out, and I think he's done a piece to the camera. Um, I haven't actually listened to it yet, but I think he he speaks some sense in it. But yeah, good. that was just fucking clownery going on there on Sky.
1: But at the same time, I also feel like us sitting here from our armchairs on Twitter, like it's nothing to do with us. But I think we actually had more information than they did at the time.
0: No, we're experts now. We we can do what we want. No, fine. So That's basically, fine. what I'm saying is, uh, go get a VPN and uh, subscribe to F1 TV. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, so let's. Why don't we get into the? Why don't we get into the uh,
1: race restart? Because yeah. like we we can go on. We can go on blast because that actually fucking winds me up massively.
0: Yeah, so I must admit, I don't actually know how long as lay was because like I say I woke up and just fucking watched the highlights. Yeah. Um,
1: I think we ended up going we ended up safety car starting cars behind the safety car for a couple laps with 40 minutes to go.
0: Yes, so, so yeah, yeah, I know so, I know it got converted across to a time limit. Yes, sorry, I just belched for the uh, viewers, nice. I'll take that out. Um, nice. No noise. Oh, blimey. Burp. Um, burp. Yeah, I know it got converted to a time race because although it didn't look too bad on the TV, apparently daylight was uh, disappearing quite rapidly out there. And that's always
1: a feature at the, the time of year that they hold Suzuka. It's monsoon season and the the, the, the um, light daylight fades very quickly. Um, so, yeah, it's good that they've done this, but it, it's caused all sorts of other shit we'll get into but the track starts behind the safety car so we restart the race behind the safety car and everybody's on full wets uh they decide to do a rolling start as the safety car pulls into the pit lane and everybody takes off and it's fine now the question is then everybody's itching everybody's everybody's burning do i fit the intermediate tires yet because as we said the wets appear to be completely useless A pair to to be appear to be Um, nobody wants to run them. And the track is not too bad. Whoever stops first ends up winning out big in this Vettel 18th to P6 Latifi 17th to P8 and Norris a little bit later uh, gets 13th all the way up to P9. So basically anybody that put on the enters first, the the tires were on crossover and they were they were absolutely freaking flying. Mick goes from ninth uh after the restart to basically dead last. His team put him out on a prayer uh for a safety car. What do you think about that? I had some hot opinions on it at the time, and I've thought about it, and I'm still not sure. What do you think about how they left Mick
0: out? Like I that? think the uh Haas and Mick relationship is a lot more sour than what we're uh being led to believe. You reckon? Yeah, I think I think it's not all uh plain sailing. At uh, Haas between them and Mick, we keep getting little tidbits of uh, some animosity there.
1: Yeah,
0: it's it's a bit odd. Um, okay. I think it was a shit fucking strategy, but in hindsight, it was a completely shit strategy. But
1: yeah, I've got I talked to a couple people and I got some more feedback on that, and I, I thought about it for a bit. Okay. Imagine your Haas. Imagine your Haas, right? I thought you were going to say, imagine I'm hot. I was going to say, I don't have to imagine. Imagine, imagine, So you know that you're dead sexy right now. So imagine that you're, that you're, you're Mick in a house. Okay. And you're, imagine, are you imagining that right now? Yeah. Okay. All right. So Mick, um, we are currently in ninth, um, run wet tires and it looks like everybody's pitting for intermediates. Yeah. But what we are going to do is we are going to wait. Oh, wait, Mick, what's that? You're all the way up to P2 because it's three laps after everybody's pit for intermediates. And you're at the front. You're in P2. What do we do now, now, Mick? What do we do?
0: Uh, so this is like a gamble. We need some yeah. game show music in the background.
1: Yeah, hold on. What do you do, Mick? Oh, I suppose when you present it to me like that, uh, I'm this is a really long
0: straight, by the way, so I can have this conversation yeah. with you. Um, Sorry, I just had to take a turn there. Uh, Yeah, uh, I think we should gamble, actually, when you put it to me like that.
1: Okay. Well, that's basically what they did. And if you're Haas, if you haven't pulled the trigger after, you know, so we've got Fettel and Latifi stopping pretty much after one or two time laps. And they they gain huge because the track is definitely ready for enters. Um, At some point, you know, it's three laps after those guys have pit, you have to, like, you have to pray for the safety car because you've already lost. Um, And if you're... And if you're Haas, let's, let's be honest, you're, you're going you're gonna to be happy to get a point or two on the weekend, right? And if you could risk it for a brisket, because people are going on to enters. People could be shunting off the track. We could have a whole nother red flag. And imagine you shunt that thing or somebody else shunts that thing and you're sitting there and you're all the way up in P2 at one point,
0: Mick. Yeah, I suppose as well, like but once everyone else is pitted and you're up there in P2, the decision's kind of already been made for you. You're
1: now committed. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to finish out of the points or out of the points? Which one is it? Yeah. You know? You're going to finish out of the points or you're going to end up like... I think if if there was a safety car and something happened and it restarted, he would probably end up finishing... maybe holding on to fifth or sixth, which is going to be a huge impact on Haas' <laughs> Hall of Points. So I thought it was completely ass I'm watching that thinking, fuck me, man. That's look. That's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. But... It's a believe. different game.
0: Can't believe you do that to
1: me. I'm I'm sorry, Mick, But um, yeah. Good luck finding a drive next year. <sighs> Thanks.
0: I'm uh, gonna sign up to Uber Eats. Okay. <laughs> and that was the so, tale of uh, Mick Schumacher in Japan. Yeah.
1: But I I, th- I think it makes more sense than it did earlier because I was like, when I was watching the lot li- the the race live, I was just like, what the fuck are they doing? But I had to think about it. Wasn't
0: I? Don't know. It's worth it. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, like, you know, when you present it to me like that, then uh, I can understand a decision. So it's one of those ones where, uh, how does Gunther say it? That if it works, they look like fucking rock stars. And if yeah, exactly. They look exactly. like a bunch of fucking wankers.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what he says. He's like, come on. I don't know what his engineer's name is. Come on, man. Make this work. look like fucking rock stars. Yeah. And then Gunther has probably put him on blast. It looked like a bunch of fucking wankers. Yeah, so there you
0: go. No door is safe currently. All the Japanese doors in the Haas garage have been destroyed. Yep. Um, commiserations. Yeah, they've all been fox smashed. Yeah, Io is... Is Io still the chief engineer? Uh, I don't know. I go off of uh, F1 Manager. That's now my new source of uh, information. Right.
1: Okay, I got you. I got you.
0: So, okay, yeah. No, dude. But... um.
1: That was that was that restart. And uh, we had a couple people look like absolute fucking rock stars though. Seriously. Uh,
0: yeah, shout so out we had Sebastian. Sorry. Yeah, you Latifi, said Latifi.
1: Norris got a little cheeky one in. Norris did um, did plus three positions. Uh, Latifi went up eight. And Seb after his absolute shocker of a start, smashing it up into Alonso unfortunate at the start of the race. Seb comes back. Seb yeah. is back. He's all the way back up to sixth. Yeah. After that big Huevos Grandes play.
0: Yeah. And also I'd like to ask another question, Mr. Uh, race Analysis. Um, oh. Lando Norris was running the new spec car again. And I believe Daniel Ricciardo was still on the old spec as per Silverstone. Yeah. What was the pace like between them? Honestly, um, they were both getting overtaken
1: by George, or at least Lando did. Um, their pace at the end of the race on the inters was very similar, and it wasn't particularly impressive for either of them. Um, it looks like Daniel started to come alive a little bit, or Lando started to drop off. I really don't think that we saw their their upgrade uh, or whatever making much of a difference in this intermediate race.
0: Okay. Um. Someone's just said that they think Daniel may have had the new spec car for Suzuka. Well... Ah. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I'm just going to fabricate my own reality and live in that. Yeah. Basically. I see what I see what F1 manager thinks. Yeah, basically. Daniel Ricardo licked the stamp and uh sent it home, which is where he's going to be next year.
1: That sucks, man. I he's had a tough time there, but there was, I don't think there was anything in the data to suggest that there was much, much exciting about the difference in their pace. Um uh, mm. they were kind of just not particularly featuring in this event at all where would they finish uh Ricardo 11th uh Norris P10 yeah I mean, and that's 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 about where they were
0: on merit this race
1: in terms of pace nothing too exciting really
0: okay so like what happened at the front could you uh let yeah. us know
1: well basically what happened is uh Max done run off and left everybody once they put on them intermediates we had a we had a really interesting thing I'm working on a video for this one But um, Max ran away with this race, like, it's pretty huge. There was one person who matched his pace at the end of the race. Who do you think it was?
0: Uh, I know this because you put it in the show notes. Uh, No, I didn't. Did you not? No, but but just don't tell everybody else. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, you you didn't do that. You didn't do that. Uh, So, sorry, who was on the pace with Verstappen? Yeah. George Russell? Yeah, blimey. I mean he was he
1: was telling everybody about his over we'll get back to that but it's a front- Oh of
0: the that race, was a nice move. Anybody
1: see that? Hello? Oh god. I love it here. I love it here. But uh, Max Max just kind of ran away with it. Max had a very lonely, lonely race. But uh Leclerc Leclerc chewed up his front tires on those intermediates. They were absolutely royally fucked like if you saw the picture on twitter floating around yeah there was there was no gauge left on the center of those intermediates so it's super weird because if you look at qualifying the ferrari looks like this car that you have to put so much front end into it to get it to rotate and you see them going through the spoon curves they're on the throttle stabilizing the car through the high-speed corners um remember what happened in france remember in the the long sweeping right-hander le Bousset? oh that was nice le Le Bousset. oui Mm. um you know that that, in the race that was that kind of thing it's like it's so pointy to get the car through those to rotate through those high-speed corners it looks like that car needs so much front end and you come to this intermediate race and it's like they have to take so much front end out of the car with the front wing or everything else To and it just looks like a it just chews up the front tires obviously we didn't see what happened to carlos because uh what happened to him again
0: uh well he chewed his tires up but in a completely different way yeah they got soaked up by the uh, barrier there i think yeah they, they? they got chewed up by some uh tire wall Oh, Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are now at part of the show where Blake's cat has arrived to sit on his lap and cause some chaos on his desk.
1: Yeah, Sterling did not want to feature in this episode. All right,
0: buddy, then fuck off. There you go.
1: But um, yeah. So Leclerc wasn't really doing too much, and Checo ended up catching up to him around was it lap twenty four? And he's not not getting past, but uh, he did get past eventually. But what happened with that?
0: Uh, sorry, Leclerc getting past Perez. No, oh, the yeah, no, Leclerc getting passed by Perez, but not on track. Oh, um, basically where he decided to create his own line. Yeah. So at the end of the final lap of the race, uh, Leclerc
1: locks up into the chicane and goes wide, goes cuts through the grass and basically the FIA immediately like bang yeah. You're not keeping that five second penalty, which a lot of people were quite upset. It was interesting. And I don't know where I stand on this, but it was a a talking point is they didn't really there's nothing else. It was like, yeah, yeah, that's a five second penalty. Easy. What what are the precedents for that? Because I don't know. I'm not going to say I know. I'm not an expert. I don't use Twitter that much.
0: No. So, again, I'm, I'm basing this on vibes. Which is what this whole show is about, and that's what you're here. Sorry, we've done way too much. We've done way too much actual factual. Let's go back. Let's go full vibes. Let's go back to shit housing. So, uh, the way I understand it is, let's say, let's use the Checo and Singapore example where it got dragged out for ages. But that was because they wanted to speak to the team and him, and I think they wanted to sort of get a better idea of just what Checo was doing, really, in terms of telemetry and like why were you dropping back whereas yeah. with Charles it was like well you've just driven off the fucking track that's a slam dunk i don't need to hear from you for that you know they to tell me yeah. you all of a sudden decided to drive off track because a rabbit ran across the road
1: or or godzilla like in singapore a couple of years ago yeah yeah it's so the godzilla mate
0: i think hey, we were we were in japan so it could have been true could have been myth confirmed uh so yeah, I think in situations like that where it's just basically like, well, you just went off track, bang, that's a penalty. We don't really need to discuss that post race or with your manager yeah. or whatever. And um
1: Or with your spiritual guidance counsellor.
0: Yeah, I mean I guess the FIA had a lot of time on their hands to give it such a quick response because they weren't bothered about tractors and that being on the track. Um they had a bit of a day off, so Yeah. Well, that's that's a good point. People talking about uh, the—is it Kimmy
1: and Max in Austin on was it one of the final corners of the track? Max passed Kimmy off the track.
0: Yeah, and he was in the podium room, wasn't he? And he's basically yeah.
1: They're like, nah, mate. Kimmy,
0: Kimmy just just arrives into the podium room with that sort of distinctive, completely emotionless Kimmy face, and Max just looks at him like, right, mate. (sighs) Yep. See you later. Yeah. Have a good one, bro. Yeah. That was
1: unfortunate. Yeah, that was unfortunate. But but anyway, um, that didn't really bother me that much. But I feel like a lot of people like, well, Checo got to talk to the stewards last week, and it's like that's that's a little bit different. Like if you lock up and you miss the track and you go off, and it's the final lap, that seems like a little bit easier to slam dunk that. But it's like I think in the past with the safety car infringements, they did talk to the drivers like what was going on. Yeah, like did you
0: have an issue or or whatever or.
1: That, that being said, I'm sure we can find a couple of other instances where that's inconsistent, and that kind of seems to be the name of the game with the FIA lately is lack of consistency and transparency, but that one doesn't irk me too much, honestly.
0: No. So, like, with the FIA and the lack of their consistency, it's, it's almost as if the, uh, you know, those really 3D, real 3D videos that that dude, that Spanish guy makes, have you seen them on YouTube? No. They're amazing. Shout out him. I'll show you one later, but basically they're like a really poorly animated, you know, like bowling uh pin bowling graphics style. Ah yeah, yeah, I know the Yeah, ones. yeah, yeah, They're like that. But at the end of each race, basically he spins a mega roulette wheel to decide the outcome of the race. I feel like oh that's now become sort of FIA meshed. Standard. Yeah, like meshed with reality. And uh that's now what the FIA have done. Um so yeah, congratulations to Magic Alonso for winning the world championship yeah (laughs) magic alonso i love it oh my god my cat's being a
1: freaking psychopath right now he's so needy i don't know what's his problem but anyway
0: yeah magic alonso the the viewers at home that are listening to this in their car uh just imagine uh blake sitting on his chair stroking his pussy meow there you go oh my god and uh yeah sorry so where are we up to now we're pretty much at the end of the race right well, pretty pretty much. Like we've we've gone through
1: the intermediate crossover. Everybody's stopping. Hold, on. I gotta go throw this cat out of the room. He's being a bastard. Okay, little, fine. Little You're leaving now. I'm gonna edit this out later. No,
0: I'm gonna keep it in because no one gives a shit about you. They're only here for me, so it doesn't matter. And he hasn't got his headphones on. He can't hear this. So yeah, I was just gonna say like Blake is uh, really the uh, head and shoulders of this operation. The fuck? Don't worry. Um yeah end of the race so here's here's another good one that we we actually missed we talked about the
1: chicane shenanigans with um with leclerc making it, he put his hand up as well he was like yeah i get it uh, i made a mistake going into the final corner yeah i'm not holding on to that fine at the pit stops from wets to enters no actually it was the pit stop at the very end of the race because alonzo fits on some new mediums and we'll talk about or some new enters sorry Alonzo fits some new enters at the end because he's stuck behind uh, Fettel. And he's like, you know what? I've been stuck behind Seb for an age. I'm going to throw on a new set of enters. And he decides to conveniently skip straight through the final chicane as he drives into the pit lane. I was like, I haven't seen how much time he actually gains through that. But he full sent it through the fucking chicane. It looked like a little bit of a mistake, but it was maybe like a Rosberg feigned mistake in Monaco kind of thing. He fully fucking yeets it across the grass, drives straight into the pit lane, puts on some fresh enters, and finishes like uh, one hundredth of a second behind Fedel. So he, you know, he drops way back and then comes back and chases up to him, and they're side by side. It, it, it Listen, is it's nuts, man.
0: I saw what he did in uh, was it was it Sochi mm-hmm. when he basically just ignored turn one or whenever it was. Yeah, 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 he knows what he's doing. Alonzo's Lon- Magic Alonzo wins he, every time.
1: Yeah, he's shit his way around. I love it, man. But he, but like, but the thing is, like, he knows that he can do stuff like that. And it's like he's like, I'm on my own. Nobody's watching this. They're watching. They're watching Max. Or they're watching Perez and Leclerc battling. I could just fucking send it easy. Oh, I yeah. had a little mistake. What are you gonna do? I didn't lose or gain any positions over anybody. I just shaved. I don't know a couple
0: a second off of my pit entry. Easy dubs, man. Yeah. Did you see the um, neck and neck race to the line with him and Vettel? Did yeah. You, did you see it for his visor cam where he went to press the overtake button and on his da- his steering wheel just basically comes up in big red letters, overtake denied.
1: I, I, I had that question. I was like, what is that? It sounds like he's probably just out of battery. Yeah, I think. You know, there's no, there no more energy available. Or it was just FI telling him overtake denied. Mate, we saw what you did, but we're just going to cut <laughs> yeah. your battery a little bit here, bro. Yeah, it's
0: not part of the script, Alonso. You can't do this. Unbelievable! But no, unbelievable. I, I, I do like you say. I, I think the technical reason is basically it was either a PU limit where he's been spamming it and wasn't allowed to spam it anymore, <laughs> otherwise it'll explode, um, or he just ran out of juice. So yeah, yeah.
1: We think. I think he ran out of ran out of the sauce. But um,
0: uh, yep, he yeah. ran out of vibes, and it was super close at the end. What was the gap? If I've got it in front of me, it, it, it was, was it was a hundredth of a second, mate. Right? One oh. hundredth of a second, and the fucking TV director missed it all, and that was sh- shambolic. But that's because he was probably just as confused as us and trying to figure out, did Max win or not? Yeah, what the fuck's going on? So we we lost opportunity for a lot of excellent
1: vibes. We didn't get Christian shouting over the radio, GP crying. We didn't get the broadcasters with no sound bites. Crofty doesn't have a sound bite from this year. Are they just gonna fake one and make it and put it in Austin or something? Well, guess what? Go on.
0: We can make our own.
1: You ready? No, I, I've got something in my throat. Hold on. Yeah, go on.
0: My dog just barked in the background, so I'm going to have to explain why there's a dog in the car. And he's done it again. <laughs> Max Verstappen, you're a world champion!
1: Uh, who, was, who was it last year? It's just like. <laughs> who was that? I, I think, was that, that was.
0: confirmed as Alban?
1: I don't think it was Albon. Was why it would not? Albon be on the radio?
0: I don't know. And I don't really understand why I'm still on the radio. Hang on.
1: There we go. I'm out of the car. Yeah, who, nobody knows. People are saying it's Albon. It was GP. It was... Who knows, man? I, I don't I, I don't think Albon has
0: access to talk to the driver. No, I don't think so either. You know who it was? I've just figured it out. It was the guy from Catering. Of all the money, he's been promoted and he's yeah. now allowed to talk on the radio. Man. Yeah, so apparently Alex
1: confirmed it was not him. So anybody in there throwing those vibes out there, shut up, shut up. But um, yeah. What? So that's that's the end of the, that race. But like we've got, we had Russell. Was that yeah? We had Russell shit housing through the race. He he's all the way back from 14th at one point, and he drives yeah. all the way up to eighth, and he has to tell his team. But I I do like it when drivers do that. Like Checo does it, Max does it, and they get him all the time with that. It's like hey, that was pretty good. Hey,
0: that's that, pretty- that wasn't bad. Call Blibby, mate. I don't know why he talks like that now, but yeah. like whenever I'm go karting, I do exactly the same. Yeah, did you fuckers see that? <laughs> yeah, in the in the rare time where I actually do manage to overtake someone at go karting, I do go yeah, go get in there, get in there, you slug. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Love that. Oh, but yeah. So we had Russell driving through. Kind of nobody. We we saw that one radio message that was okay. McLaren's pace was not spectacular, finishing what tenth and eleventh which is about par for their pace this weekend. But, uh, yeah. But, so we didn't really know until the end who won the race. And I can't believe, if you're Max Verstappen, <laughs> I, I, I can't believe how <sighs> underwhelming it must have felt that his best mate in the entire world, Johnny Herbert, told him that he was world champion. Checo's mid-interview, right? And, and Herbert's like, give me that mic back, mate. I'm yeah. just going to tell this, this cunt something. Checo, he's fuck like, hey, off. You.
0: Get out of the fucking way, <laughs> Checo. Yeah, exactly. Max, Max, for reasons unbeknown to everyone in the Sky F1 team and on the pit walls, uh, apparently your champion. So, and then he had that fucking dog's... The dog is well happy that Max is champion, by the way.
1: Yeah.
0: You're um, going to get your dog an orange cape? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um. So, yeah, Max got himself a little fucking throne room with a uh, random... Uh, chair in it did you see that That was that was so weird man that was that was the weirdest thing ever yeah and i wasn't i wasn't into it like if max didn't win what were they going to do with that room Were they just going to put him in a different room or what yeah no they're just going to literally that
1: room that room was there for them to just be like just in case he wins we'll have something cool and it's just like the most awkward thing and i was like that's the look i give my girlfriend when i'm on the sofa and she's like did you just fart and
0: i'm like yeah the yeah, shit house yeah, that- smile yeah, that was me. Yeah. So that was, that was me. Max Verstappen wins a championship uh, because nobody can understand or read an FIA document yet again for the second year in a row. Uh, is this man ever destined to clinch the championship in a regular race? Probably not, I think. Mm-mm. I think this is the deal he's made with the devil Verstappen curse. It's like you can do it, uh, but y'all signed some paperwork with Satan himself. And uh, yeah. So. Maxed Cost Caffen has now uh, got his second World Drivers' title. You know who else is a two-time? Who else is the two-time? Doctor
1: Disrespect. He's tied with Doctor Disrespect. Is it ninety-three, ninety-four Blockbuster Games? I think maybe. If I got that wrong, don't shoot me. But uh, yeah. The well, I'm, I think Max... we would
0: be all right because I don't think uh, Doctor Disrespect listens to us. If he does, why not? You no, know, let's uh, yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's share no? some beard tips, mustache tips. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. But uh yeah, that was that was chaos. So long story short, we had no idea how it was going to pan out, who how many points were being awarded, and they made some clarifications after Spa last year. And we were like, Oh, it's only been a fifty-two percent race. You know, it's not even hit the three quarters mark, so it's you know, it's half points. And then they're like, No, no, the race was suspended and then resumed, and it ran to completion, not under the number of laps, but under the number of uh, the timer that's been set, so
0: correct that confused the shit out of me. Should they revive that? Should they revise that so that it's like that wasn't a full distance race? Well, I think even Horner turned around afterwards and said that's the most fucking confusing document in the world. Why are we using that? And he's yeah. just his drivers just won the championship, and even he, he's turning around saying that's bullshit. Yeah, but he but he, he said that. That's weird. Yeah, no, he, I but think he, there's an article yeah, somewhere did. where he said like sort
1: it yeah, out. It's like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No. But uh, clarity, transparency—I think that will go a long way over the next couple of years. But uh, the black cloud's not going around anytime soon. Yeah. There's so many question marks, asterisks over everything. Um, yeah, yeah. So, oh, we, we... oh, go on, go for it. Did we also hear that they flagged the race too early because there was four seconds left on the clock when he crossed
0: the line? Apparently, but, they... but I've not seen anyone acknowledge that, and I've not seen it. In any data for myself so i cannot confirm or deny
1: yeah but that's not surprising i have i've seen that in a couple of places i think multi viewers showed me that and it was like yeah the timer was four seconds when they flagged it and i was like interesting and it's not it's not time plus one lap it's you know but anyway yeah. uh, just another just another weird one just another weird one
0: yeah and, and it's hard to sort of really get a definitive confirmation unless it comes from an official source because Again, this, this isn't a dig on fast F one or anything like that, but there have been instances where it can be a little bit out and be a little bit Yeah for questionable. Sure, for sure. So I don't know. Yeah. Anything
1: like that, I'm 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 standing back until the official timekeeper at, or FIA make a statement
0: on like, it. But anyway. Well they got bigger fish to fry at the moment, I'm afraid. They, they do have bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Those dogs, they're not actually my dogs, they're police dogs where the FIA have sent it around to my house to ask where all the fucking budget's gone i'm currently locked in this room so house arrest yeah oh my god i'm on tag oh. again on oh, no. let's, let's see the ankle bracelet they got you on if you think i on... can get my ankle high enough on, to be on this webcam then i'll take that as a compliment uh, yeah anyway shall we um
1: we've got we were going to do something new this week actually but before we get to our us grand Prix preview which i really don't have a whole lot going on but uh is it, is it time? That regular segment of the podcast? Hit it. Fraud Watch. Fraud Watch. This
0: is Fraud Watch. Why don't you tell us about Fraud Watch and where it comes from and what we use it for? Fraud Watch is an idea that I came up with, which I think, to be fair, I probably stole off Twitter anyway. It's True. where we uh, stick someone from the weekend on fraud watch, someone that's done something stupid, uh, something particularly devious. Yep. So yeah, I mean, obviously, for literal fraud, I could go with Red Bull. But it was it wasn't fraud? Well, no. But if I say it's fraud, we might get some likes from uh, other fans, and they might not think okay. we're so biased. I'm trying to play. Them. I'm trying to play both ends of the spectrum. Them yeah appease them all right keep them Be guessing never let them know my next move you know am i a red bull industry plant or am i an ex-engineer that's gone rogue we don't even know yet or are you helmet marco exactly so uh but i'm actually i see you've not put your one down here so i might end up stealing nah. yours so nah, go on. i'm gonna go for the not as obvious one and i'm gonna say pirelli for making wet tires that are about as useful as a chocolate teapot yeah <sighs>
1: I'm I'm into that, and I I think, yeah I I can't that was what I was gonna go for but you know I'll go for the other one that's obvious. Yeah, I I think the FIA are on fraud watch this week and most weeks honestly but this week is especially bad considering it's not been that long ago and the shit that they're pulling I I'm not sure it's their fault it, you know it's maybe it wasn't them maybe somebody else did it on their own maybe the marshals did it on their own fine but if they don't have something for that and have some transparency and clarity on what the fuck happened and what they're doing in the future going forward. We see somebody else get hurt for a reason that doesn't need to be absolutely fucking unbelievable. Not, not good. Yep.
0: And honorary shout out for frauds is Sky F1. Uh, <laughs> I'm never going to oh! be allowed back in the paddock anyway. So fuck them. Yeah. Sky F1, you're a bunch of fucking frauds. Get the FIA's dick out of your mouths you know, Jensen, oh big up you're the only one that told it how it is and uh, yeah, basically, if you're in the UK get NordVPN and get F1 TV, it's far superior wow strong strong words, yep, well, that's it we're cancelled now, okay, it's fine well, we could just go ourselves, you know Yeah. you love that explore don't you? I do, yeah, look I'm talking in Morse code now. <laughs> I haven't got uh, any of the sound pads set up, though. I wanted no, to get you some like MLG air horns. Oh, yeah. Please. Don't. Oh, yeah. We could get those. We'll set
1: those up later. Yeah. But like, what was so we've got the frauds identified from the week. And so, Pirelli, uh FIA, and Sky. Yeah. I, I think they're all deserving, honestly. Um, but you know, if you, but if you use F1 TV, there's no red button because you don't fucking need it. I don't even know what the red button does. I don't want to talk about it.
0: Do you but, know what uh, the red button does? You get some driver on boards and you get a track map, I believe. From when I last um, used it. And you still get adverts if you're on Sky Go. Oh, do you? Oh, fuck, yeah. Fuck that noise. <laughs> yeah, you pay for adverts. Yeah, bro. Fuck off, Sky. Who owns <sighs> Sky? Is it still Rupert Murdoch? You, you f- done a- fucking old crony skeleton. You and Bernie <laughs> need to shuffle off this mortal <laughs> coil and fuck off.
1: Hey, here's something we haven't talked about. Speaking of... Money and everything else, w series oh yeah they've, they've had to they've had to cancel the rest of the season because of a sponsor falling through. yep what the actual fuck is that? Can we get some legitimate people like putting money behind this? Don't just do a fucking lip service then bail out like, oh, sorry, you guys, you can't finish your fucking season. unbelievable
0: Well, that sounds like a good topic to talk about uh perhaps maybe next week in our filler show. With mm. our yet to be announced special guest.
1: Ooh, we're gonna we're gonna pin that one in. We've got somebody awesome for next week's mm. uh, pod.
0: Someone that actually uh, knows what they're talking about, unlike us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, she's she's spectacular. Mm. Uh, but oh, you're we, giving it away now. now I know no, it's a girl. No, it's not. You said she.
1: I didn't. Anyway, anyway, uh, engine engine mode. Good boy of the week. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh my god, it's engine mode. Good boy.
0: Did that. Oh, Jesus. Are. Michael, are you still in this stream? Because we need an engine boy, good boy sound clip, please. Could you sort it out? I know you've done our intro and our fraud for free, but come on, mate. We need a third one. <laughs> he's, I think he's he was in here earlier. Engine um, mode, good boy of the week. Uh, oh, my God. Who, who you got? It's it's controversial. Okay. I'm going to give it to for Latifi for shithousing the P9. All right.
1: Now, you?
0: Because I'm always very harsh on Latifi. When he makes the slightest mistake, I'm always on him. So it's only fair that if he's bagged himself a points finish, I've I've got to have that same energy. Yeah, okay. So Latifi, I'm sorry that I have been on your case the entire season or your entire career. But yeah, so (laughs) uh, congratulations. You've won your first uh, engine mode good boy of the week. Uh, which offsets your 20 previous frauds of the week. Fair. Fair enough. Uh,
1: that's probably the last chance we're going to get to see him on that good boy list ever. True. Hardly. True. We might have to come up with something, because he is the GOAT, after all. Hmm.
0: The Latifi and, yeah. good boy mode of the week or something, I don't know. Uh, Latifi has
1: retaken uh, P20 in the driver standings as well. He was 21st in a 21 driver championship, or 21st in a 20 driver championship, so... Fucking hell. Well done, mate. Well it's done, 22
0: mate. So it has Holkenberg and oh, uh, yeah. Nick DeVries. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Get, get wrecked, Nick DeVries. Yeah. Fucking fraud.
1: I think I'm going to give mine, engine mode, good boy of the week to both of the Alpine drivers.
0: Can I do that? Okay. Yeah. You can do what you want, mate. This is our podcast. Go nuts. Yeah. Um. So, Acon kept Lewis
1: behind the entire race pretty much and uh the the mercedes really didn't have the the top speed to overtake despite the fact i think lewis had pace in hand the mercedes didn't uh alcon driving a very good race lewis just couldn't get past him and that's that but also alonso magic alonso for shit housing that pit lane entry through the chicane throwing on a new set of intermediates and charging straight through um and coming up and finishing 100th behind uh, that was cool and I, I'm disappointed we did not get to see more of that in the broadcast because that was some legitimate shithousery yeah. and uh, that's a good boy
0: yeah I wonder if Alonzo got past Seb if they would have gone back and looked at his pit entry and just been like the fuck are you doing
1: well, I, I don't think anybody spotted it until well after oh, okay. and okay. yeah but yeah if, if anybody had seen that like the teams they would have, they would have they would have called it but It's an easy five-second penalty, that one. Yeah. That's hook, hook line, and stinker, that one.
0: But There's a lot of good candidates for this week, but that's what I'm going to stick with.
1: Yeah, I'm sticking with it.
0: So, we had some uh,
1: suggestions the other week. It's like, why don't you guys preview the next Grand Prix? And we're like, oh, hell yeah, why don't we preview the next Grand Prix? It's my home Grand Prix.
0: Yeah, here we go, ladies and gentlemen, for our American listeners, which has grown to 31% of our total audience. Now, (laughs) I, I... for people listening at home, I just need you to know that was a completely above-board semi-clap there that Blake was doing, and he was not bashing one out. Okay. That's what we're going to tell that's, him. That's what we're going to tell him anyway. <laughs>
1: <sighs> oh. But yeah. Lay it on me, Mr. America. Come on. Well, I, honestly, I, I am going to... Here's, here's something. I'm going to my first Formula One Grand Prix as a spectator. I've never been to a Formula One race in my life except for work. I've only been in the pit lane. So the 2022 Circuit of the Americas, American Grand Prix is my first F1 race. And it's suiting. Um, I remember when the F1 came to the U.S. on the calendar. And I was so excited when I was at 4th Senior, like going home. And like my friends and my family would come down to Austin because they're going to go to the race anyway. But I'd see them. I'd run into people and like when they do pit lane walks on Thursdays or something like, hey, what's going on? I was like how the fuck did you get here? I saw some buddies from the old Specum X5 racing, but honestly, going to Austin, um, I typically tend to skip the barbecue and go straight for Tex-Mex because honestly, if you're not in Texas or California, um, don't,
0: yeah, don't mess fair. with
1: Tex-Mex. Don't mess with Tex-Mex if you're not in... And I said Tex-Mex. And like, okay, there's Mexican food, Mexican food, which is different than Tex-Mex. If you're not in freaking California, maybe there's some other places, but basically... I'm, we're way too far east like if somebody's selling a burrito around here in the uk don't fuck <laughs> with it don't fuck with it. if it says mexican food it's not no it's not Fraudulent. so um i'm uh, arizona has entered the fight fair enough yeah we could we can we can mess with that but like honestly uh, i'm looking forward to that uh, i'm gonna get some barbecue i'm gonna watch the grand prix i'm disappointed that max won the title in japan because yep. it could have been in austin I believe the um,
0: constructors is still on and available to be sealed up at Austin. Cool, so we can we can have a, a big
1: smash-up party, and I'd fraud my way into say, "Hey, you guys remember me?" And they're like, "No, fuck off." Man. Yeah, like, oh.
0: it's like, "Oh, you're the guy that's done that podcast, which has scantily uh, got us in trouble with the FIA and and all the other teams." And yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever. We are but the be, PR disaster that left.
1: Yeah, but to be fair, there are people that work in the industry that are listening to our podcast. Yep, and uh
0: up yourselves. If you, if you, give us some yeah, thank fucking you paddock passes for Christ's sake. Stop holding out yeah. on us. Yeah.
1: Sky probably aren't listening to this ever again so that's fine. Go! Somebody in the chat said sneak in dressed as a chef and it's like, what? I'm that fancy chef that you ordered for the, the waggy beef steaks.
0: Yeah, with like a sandwich platter or whatever.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: But, but but anyway, so we've got
1: the Austin Grand Prix. Is there anything special happening this weekend with the race format or anything else? I've got to be honest with you, this is going to be a pretty shit preview on um, I think I've got tick I've got tickets for Friday thanks to, to Mark Dude, Whoa!
0: big shout out Mark let's go uh yeah big yourself up I believe you're gonna get treated to another 90 minute session of FP2.
1: Ah we tested some, some
0: tires yeah for some uh Pirelli testing ooh that sounds nice what's on the uh, what's on the cart for the test um I don't know is it are they doing no the warmers or I don't know if this is the non-warmers or if it's the one where they're turned down a bit. And let's be honest, Pirelli probably don't fucking know either, so... They'll, they'll send a run plan like an hour before the session. It's like, child guys, can you do this? Yeah, they're going to spin the mega roulette wheel and that's going to be your test plan. M- Magic Alonzo wins the test plan? Yep. Nice. So
1: so there's a couple, a couple people in the chat thinking it's no warmers or turned down warmers or anything else. Ah, we've got
0: Sergeant in FP1. Oh, do we? Do we? Is oh, that a thing? I don't know, I guess. I mean, our chat is far more informed than what we are, let's Jesus not pretend. Jesus Christ,
1: yeah. Yeah, so this uh, USGP preview was uh not much of a preview. We'll do better next time, but uh, honestly, uh, I'm going to be out there. I'm excited to eat some Tex-Mex uh, yeah. and
0: are we food. are we going to get a chance to do an episode of you while you're still out there or are you going to come home? What's your plans? I'm leaving Tuesday night, so Okay. Um, I, maybe if
1: our next episode's guest is out there, maybe maybe we can do a setup. I, I'm taking my laptop. I can stream from wherever I'm at. So maybe we can find a space and record
0: um, you remote and us too uh, in person. Okay. so as, I could, I'm could, i glad everyone on the podcast knows that we're completely unplanned for all of this. We're, we're we loose just, as a goose, man. Yeah, we just fucking wing it every single week. Dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: really. So, if anybody's listening to the podcast behind, uh, you can also watch us on YouTube. And if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel and on TikTok and our Instagram, find us. Uh, we'll, we'll put the links in the, the whatever platform you're listening on. But uh, Dan's got a little um, Twitter follower account behind him, and it says 68k right now, 68,164. I was hoping that would switch through to 69,000 on um, maybe on next tonight, time. But it
0: hasn't. Unlucky. I think unlucky be, for next time. That'll probably be at 69. W.
1: Yeah, easy. You'll, you'll easily do a couple hundred a day until uh yes.
0: USGP episode
1: 69 420 on stream. Bet. Bet. Yep. yep. And
0: uh I think that's about it for the podcast, isn't it?
1: That's it for the podcast. The episode has been one hour and twenty-five minutes. So if you're watching this live on Twitch at twitch.tv front slash break, which we record all the episodes live here. Um you should you should be there. Yeah. And uh, next time we record this. So we'll see you on Twitter. I'll let you know when we're doing it. Um, but for everybody else, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you've enjoyed the Japanese Grand Prix race review. And our next race preview will be much better. Guaranteed. We'll we'll definitely do something.
0: No, it won't. It'll be shit. All right, that's fine. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, as we end in the show, I just want to big myself up. I have dusted off my YouTube channel. Hey, it's back. It is back. So Let's fucking go. YouTube, Engine Mode 11, all one word. Send it. Send it. Every Thursday, I do a quick little 10-minute video where I drink a cup of tea, and we have a little chat about everything that's going on in the world of F1. And uh, we're going to have a little chat about the cost cap this Thursday and all this bullshit that's come out. Let's go. So, yeah, if you can go like and subscribe so I can afford to feed my kids, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> love that, love that. Pirelli has pasted the link in
1: chat. Thank you, homie. Oh, that's my boy Pirelli condoms. By the way, big shout out. Um, I would never buy those. By the way, no, I would never buy those. But anyway, um, can you guys do us a favor? Drop engine mode eleven. A follow on YouTube if you haven't already. Follow the Engine Breaking podcast on YouTube if you haven't already. Follow us on all of our socials on our YouTubes, our TikToks, our OnlyFans, and all that stuff. And um, can you guys do me a favor and stay fraudulent? All right.
0: Yeah, and uh, now you can all fuck off.
1: All right, you guys have a great night. We'll see you after the Austin Grand Prix. Peace. Peace. Amazon Business honors Jill Lau, Chief Procurement Officer of Global Network Bank. Last week, Jill saved big and used Amazon Business to help her team buy 327 headsets. Now Bob can keep his conversations to himself. Wait, am I still on
0: speakerphone?
1: With business buying easier than before, Jill now uses her extra time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for Smart Business Buying. Thank you for holding Hang it up, Bob. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership.